With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Our friends at Entergy congratulate the hardworking men and women at Grand Gulf Nuclear Station. In addition to powering Mississippi homes and businesses with clean, low-cost energy, Grand Gulf plays an important role as an economic driver in our state. Thank you for strengthening our communities, and congratulations on your record-setting production. The carbon-free energy from Grand Gulf will power a brighter future for generations to come. Entergy. We power life. Are you ready? From the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. You are listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds Radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Soul. Mike Dettelier, Mike D, straight out of New Orleans, WWL Radio TV, NOLA. Mike D will join us at 8.30 on the Corona Premier Guest Line. Good morning. Welcome in. The Ole Miss Rebels dominate the Arkansas Razorbacks behind two freshmen on the mound in Hunter Elliott, Mason Nichols. And then Calvin Harris decided to say good morning, hello, and don't forget about me, even with all the other big names um, on that roster. And uh, he put on a clinic at the plate last night, and the Ole Miss Rebels dominated the Arkansas Razorbacks and your favorite coach, Dave Van Horn. (laughs) Old... uh, out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, brought to you by uh, Kessler Prime and the Renaissance, KesslerPrime.com, to make a reservation. This is ESPN 105.9 The Zone. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. I've got Blake Mania with me. Welcome in, welcome in. We've got a big, big, big giveaway today, $100 worth of Tito's swag and merch, and then a $50 gift certificate to Bravo Broad Street or Sal and Mookie's, the Jackson locations, 
How do you enter to potentially win? Well, you hit us up on the Ag Up Equipment text line, 601-885-3776, and you just tell us uh, gender, age, and where where you live. Uh, by the way, I was blown away with some of these uh, places that people are listening to us from. I, I love it. Uh, Jacksonville, Florida, um, some kind of intel beach or something um i don't know if that's in inlet beach right oh 38 okay i got it i got it that may have been mac he's kind enough to to listen to us a lot uh meadville cleveland um somebody's way out there they're in pearl uh, i was in pearl sunday (laughs) i see where you're going there fairhope alabama Wait, uh, who's in Fairhope? Isn't there a big high school there or something? What's Fairhope? Why do I know that name? Well, it's an unbelievable uh, town that people started retiring to. Is it right out? Years is that ago. the beach? It's in the bay. Okay, that's it's, why. It's just yeah, yeah, down yeah. south from Mobile. That's what it is. On okay. the east side that's what of it the is. bay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I don't know why that just popped in my head. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, you know, it's cool and uh, swanky and artsy and eclectic and affluent and blah 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 um let's see there was one other one that that jumped out i mean i see a bunch of brandon's and jackson actually brandon leads the way as far as online listening um when it really i think when it all shakes out they even trump madison hello uh, on the streaming isn't that crazy um can i give you an incredible football guy text hold on oh mount olive hey all right so mount olive is one of the like, everybody in that town loves football. Male, female, doesn't matter. Yeah. Obviously, we know who's from there. Steve McNair, Air McNair, but others are, too. They've, they've had a hell of a run on athletes. Again, a rural Mississippi town. They care. They're committed. Grow up playing every day outside on the farm. Then you play the heck out of football, baseball, and everything else. Um, I mean, we could name dozens and dozens and dozens of towns in the state of Mississippi like that. Yeah. But there is a difference, okay? So... For years, starting in 2009, I, I would ask Roger to uh, pull our live streams and break them out. By, it's called DMA. Yeah. And what floored me, because I, I don't even know how many people are in the town. I don't, seriously, in all seriousness. Will you look, I mean, is it 780? I mean, I don't know. The live streaming numbers from Mount Olive, Mississippi, for WRKS, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, when you consider the population and that a lot of people don't listen, I mean, you know, you've got like three-year-olds and seven-year-olds and ten-year-olds that live there. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure you've got grandmothers there and grandfathers don't listen to, whatever. Um, was staggering. I know that sounds insane. It's not our biggest market, obviously. The population is 1,776. Okay. The, the str- <laughs> I'll never forget one time it was right before Roger passed away. And I don't remember what year it was, whether it was the year of like, maybe he had pulled the 17, 18 numbers, maybe even 19 numbers. And I looked at the Mount Olive streaming numbers and I went, that can't be, that cannot be. We did not have that many connections in that small town. They love football. They live it. They breathe it. They're thinking about it right now. They're thinking about like guys that have already, uh, that are out of high school or maybe even college that just live in the town, they're thinking about hoping that their O-line and D-line is lifting weights right now in the weight room. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's what you do. In those small towns, what else are you going to do? 
I mean, that's what it is. That's That's, what makes it special. And Air, it didn't hurt that his brother and Air McNair and some others were so good so long ago. Yeah. That makes other kids want to be good. Absolutely. See, it's the same. I've talked about the Mississippi State run from the last, since 2013 in baseball, made even, and youth baseball was already, we're a sunshine state, we're a rural state, people like baseball, people grow up on baseball, they grow up throwing with their dad, they throw. They grow up playing. They grow up on the Braves or the Cubs or the Bulldogs or the Rebs. But we talked about that 2013 National Championship Series team with MSU. And then the power of Jake Mangum and then the three CWSs in a row and finally getting the national title. You look at what Ole Miss is doing. That will only drive more dads and more moms to throw more money at little dude to for more lessons, more travel ball, better travel ball, more competition, and even more players. I know that that may sound crazy to you. That's how this thing works. I mean, when you look at just the metro area baseball teams, it's in and look, they've always been good, but nineteen eighty three and eighty seven and ninety three, it just wasn't it just wasn't the depth. You couldn't get the reps and so, you know, and, and so on. Now it's just one, there's more money in that. We had a middle class, yep. upper middle class wealth boom in the state, which we desperately needed Two, our schools have more things, shiny things to give our athletes weights and off season conditioning and so on. Hey, if you think if whether Ole Miss wins the national championship or not, and I think they're the best team out there, but they could still lose it, but they could definitely win it. This will only add to four, five, and six-year-olds wanting to play, which then will give you even more power five, definitely G5 and JUCO. We got that. More power five level prospects for MSU, Ole Miss, or other teams. Because, I mean, you look up and down Ole Miss's lineup, a lot of this is out of state. Yes. Uh, you know, I mean, look at it. it, it it's a lot of out-of-state stuff. Um, a lot of Texas and California. Derek Diamonds, California. Chatagnier is, uh, is Texas. Gonzalez is California. You know, Bench is Florida, um, which is fine. I mean, we've got some Mississippi, too. I, I mentioned the two pitchers last night, Dunhurst behind the plate. And so on. But in Mississippi State, even though Mangum was from here and Hunter Renfro, some of their bigger names, you know, they had guys like Adam Frazier and Tanner Allen and Will Bednar was from Pennsylvania. But we are going to produce more talent, better talent. And guess what? If you think it's difficult right now, and it is, to find a starting role at MRA Prep, Madison Central, Brandon, Northwest Rankin, and I could, Clinton, I could go on and on. Wait. Four to six years, six to eight years, right? It will. I mean, holy, and I guess we're going to get some more high schools just because we are seeing a little bit of some population. Well, definitely in Madison and Rankin County. Live in the Bank Plus studio. Show is brought to you by, I'm a bachelor this week. Wendy and the kids are at the beach. So I cooked. I stopped by Kessler Prime and grabbed a, a grilled tuna for dinner. 
I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Our friends at Intergy congratulate the hardworking men and women at Grand Gulf Nuclear Station. In addition to powering Mississippi homes and businesses with clean, low-cost energy, Grand Gulf plays an important role as an economic driver in our state. Thank you for strengthening our communities and congratulations on your record-setting production. The carbon-free energy from Grand Gulf will power a brighter future for generations to come. Intergy, we power life. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oh, good morning. Welcome in. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Rebs advance, dominate Arkansas. They'll play the winner of Arkansas and Auburn, who will play tonight. All right? Rebs win. Uh, Two freshman pitchers, Hunter Elliott, Mason Nichols. One from Tupelo, one from Flowood. And... uh, Calvin Harris said hello. That's what he did. He just said, uh, you know what? I know we have big names up and down the the lineup and the roster, but it's my time. And he had a hell of an evening. Um, Well, that's one that he'll, you know, he'll he'll think about the rest of his life, Blake. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Good grief. I think that falls into that category. That's unbelievable. Um, Elko's bomb. Has it landed? It was the longest hit home run of this year in Omaha. Okay. Uh, And it was outside and he pulled it. Well, players play. I I don't know what to tell you. I mean, sometimes you're just seeing beach balls and it just happens that way. Yeah. I don't know how else to explain it. Right. Sometimes the just everything looks easy, you know. That's what it looks like for Ole Miss. It looks easy. It does look easy the last couple of weeks through the regional, super regional, and college world series. They're making the CWS look easy. They're one game from not even being in the postseason is the crazy part. Yeah. You lose one more game in the regular season and you're not in. That's right. Not one series, literally one game, and they're not in. And yet here they sit on the cusp of History. I saw a Southern Miss fan or somebody posted that uh, that they should send the trophy to Hattiesburg because if Southern Miss had canceled that midweek game, 
Uh, it was the last midweek game of the year, and Ole Miss went down there and won it in Hattiesburg. Then uh, Ole Miss wouldn't have gotten in. Ooh, I don't know if that's true or not because I have I'm not yeah. running the numbers at that level. I don't want to surprise it's you. Probably, but accurate. it was kind of funny. Yeah, is I guess my point. Yeah, no, I, I like it. So I like it. Um, Southern Miss to the top, out of bounds. ESPN 105.9 The Zone. So I'm a bachelor this week. Wendy and the kids are at the beach, and uh, it's you know my house is. It's just me and the dog. And uh And you're struggling. Well, so he's fourteen or fifteen. No, I think he's fifteen. He old. Yeah. You know, and he's not but like eight pounds, you know, he's just a little dude. And uh but he's kinda high ma not super high maintenance, but you you know, you gotta be able to I have to make sure he stays alive till Wendy gets home. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's okay. That's a key. All right. And he's got this deal in the morning. He's got to go out twice. And so it's kind of a weird, I never have to do that. He's not up when I leave. And so I get up and I take him outside and then I go get in the shower. I have to put him on a leash. We have a dog that can't, he, he, he would just wander. Yeah. He's yeah. never, he, people have found him in the street for years. So we just took that off the table <laughs> when he was young. We would have these sweet ladies. They would see him. They'd park their car, stop cars, pick him up. And what kind of dog is he? He's a uh, multi-poo. Yeah, so he's a little baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little small dog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he's that's, black and white. That's funny. Real cute. That type deal. His name's Rex. <laughs> I call him Rex Mania. Uh, Wilkes named him after a, a Star Wars character uh, 15 years ago. That's funny. Yeah. But anyway, the point is, so then... We we kind of sit around and look at each other. Yeah. Until he wants to go out again. Yeah. About five forty five, five thirty. Yeah. In the and morning, so this yeah. thing has gotten to where it's like a standoff. Yeah. We're we're yeah I'm I'm kind of sipping on coffee because he he wants to go out again, but he decides. Yes, correct. You live in his world. Yeah. He's gracious enough to allow you. So I kind of just sit there, like God, I'm not used to doing that in the morning. And I'm staring at him, and he's staring at me, and he's like, what? You, you know, do you have a treat? What's happening? Do something. Yeah. And so I found that I just have to go do something else. Just leave him for out a few there. Minutes. And yeah. then when I come back, he's like, I need, I'll need. i go out for my second time. That's hilarious. Yeah. Which is why, I guess the whole story is, that's why you're discombobulated this week, totally. this week as, a, as a bachelor. You know, it's crazy. Uh, you know, when you do a morning drive show, you don't, your family doesn't ask you to do anything in the morning. Correct. I've never taken my kids to school. One's now gone. You know, L Hall will be at MSU in August. Um, and so it, it's just a deal where there's a lot of sitting and waiting on him. And I have to run home. Like I'm thinking I was with a client yesterday and so on. And then I was like, good Lord. Yes. I have to go home. Yes. You're not normally because the, the dog one. has to get. Go out. Yeah, you're not normally one to leave right after the show, but that's what you've had to do. Right. Is because, like, you basically have to go back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I have to go back, take him out, make sure he's good. <clears throat> that's so funny. You know, and then here's the kicker we have a fish. And what? I, I since for, when? I, I, I don't remember when we got him, and I don't ever remember. Anything. You've never said that in my entire four plus years of working here. We you have, have one. never once mentioned right, a fish. And his name. Uh, I don't remember his name, but I'll, I'll tell you in a minute. But I don't ever remember that we have him because he's over on the side.
tucked away in the living room, and I've never, I've never had to feed it. It's not something I. Incredible. So Wendy texts me and said, "Will you feed?" I can't remember his name, and I thought, "What is she talking? Is this some, who do I need to feed?" You look okay, and so I didn't understand what she was saying, and then I, she said, "No, no, no, I need you to to." It, feed the fish. Feed the fish, you moron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've never fed him. So I fed him Incredible. yesterday. Did you feed him to the dog? No. No. Okay, good. Let me ask you this question since we've gone down this rabbit hole. I, and and you, you only, I can't overfeed him or he'll die. So no, I have correct. to get two pebbles out of this little thing and drop them in. Is there any mistake greater than killing your family's pet when you're the only one at home. That's a lot of pressure, and I don't really want it. <laughs> is, there, is there anything you could do to screw up worse than to have your wife and kids leave and you kill the family pet? Right. And so there's a couple of things. I don't want to be the guy that, like, oh. I got to make sure Rex is okay. He's the dog. And now I've got even more added pressure because that I've got the fish. who incredible. I forget during... Most of my life that we even have him. I don't ever look over yeah. there. I mean, he's not in my, like, world of where I'm roaming in the house, if that makes sense. What is What type of fish is it? Do you know? I don't have any idea. I, I don't even. I'll have to ask Wendy. I'm not sure. So if she hadn't texted you, they would have shown back up, and they'd have been like, did you feed the fish? And you'd have been like, what fish? I would have never thought about it, because I never ever think of him. That I never look over in that part of the room. Got a fi- Why did you get a fish? Wilkes got it. Why? And Wendy Where? was, I don't know. At a fair? No, I think it was at like a real place. Why would you go I don't to even the know effort where you of go to buying get a fish? A fish? Like PetSmart. Okay, yeah. I've never but been why? to PetSmart. Why? Who, I did, Wilkes doesn't strike me as a fish person. That's so odd. I just think he... He wanted something. Yeah. <laughs> he had one years ago. And he made it. I could not believe it. This fish had no business living. And it lived forever? Yeah, because they would forget to feed him. But you don't have to feed a fish, but like once every couple of weeks or something, I think. <laughs> I think it's more than that, but well, that's whatever. crazy. Yeah. And, uh, I've so, always wanted one of those. Anyway, like, I found the food. Yeah. I dropped exactly two pebbles that's in there. incredible. He should be good, but now I just thought about it. I don't know when to feed him again. I feel like it's a sitcom. Like I feel like at some point you're going to accidentally feed the fish food to Rex, and then you're going to take the fish out for a walk to go to the bathroom, and like it's this whole sitcom scene. Like I can see it. Uh, you're struggling. And then they worked on our lakeside door a couple weeks ago, which is good, but now they've made it to where it opens easily. Yesterday morning I thought I didn't lock it. See, the wind can come off. The, we're on the south end. It can come off the lake. And popped that bad boy open, and I thought, my God, if Rex gets out, my life's over. I had to, I had to get a neighbor to check and see if I'd closed it during the show. Mike Dettelier coming up next on the Corona Premier Guest Line. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Our friends at Entergy congratulate the hardworking men and women at Grand Gulf Nuclear Station. In addition to powering Mississippi homes and businesses with clean, low-cost energy, Grand Gulf plays an important role as an economic driver in our state. Thank you for strengthening our communities and congratulations on your record-setting production. The carbon-free energy from Grand Gulf will power a brighter future for generations to come. Entergy, we power life. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning. Welcome in. We are the Out of Bounds Show. We're powered by SoundComAV.com, sound and communications, the leader in audio and visual uh, for your business, church, sports facility, SoundComAV.com, SoundComAV.com. This is ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app. We welcome in our friend, NFL insider, Mike Detillier. WWL Radio TV, New Orleans, and Mike joins us on the Corona Premier Guest Line. Uh, Mike D., I was listening to some guys talk about Tua Tonga Valoa and and Jalen Hurts, and you know whether or not we have some staying power with either one. It could be both. It could be one of the two. We may go over two. Who knows what shakes out? If Mike D. had to put a steak dinner on one being better than the other the next four to six years. Who are you going with, Mike D? I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts. I just think that you know, he needs better consistency throwing the football. Um, he certainly gives you a threat, man. Uh, he puts a lot of pressure points on you <laughs> as far as a runner's concerned. And um, he throws you off. I mean, you know, you look at the Saints last year. They did a fabulous job. They they gave up the third less yardage uh, rushing in the National Football League in the least amount in the NFC, and the Eagles ran all over them because of that RPO attack. Just absolutely destroyed them back to back years doing it. Not just one year, back to back years. Uh, I think we're jailing this consistency throwing the football more than anything. He's got to be consistent throwing the football uh, with two of them. You can see um, that his accuracy skills are, are pretty good. Can he drive the ball downfield is, is, the, is the big question mark with him. And, and that, <clears throat> that still remains to be um, answered at this point. Now, both of them have some talent around them at wide receiver and tight end. So they're getting helped <clears throat> in that stage. But, uh, man, I – I was impressed with Jalen. I really was. I think he's he's come a long way as a passer. Uh, what he doesn't have right now is the consistency level. Okay. Mike Detillier at Mike Detillier on Twitter, WWL Radio TV New Orleans. He joins us on the Corona Premier guest line. You know, this uh, new coach, um, you know, kind of the, 
the next wonder kid on offense down in Miami from San Francisco under Shanahan. Wouldn't you think this is it for Tua to really prove that he can stick and, and start for several years, Mike D? Well, it's it for him in Miami, one way or another. <clears throat> He's got to prove it this year. Absolutely has to prove it this year. Now, I can say the same thing about Hurts because <laughs> patience is going to be run thin, too. That's Philly. true. That's true. And so but both of them sort of in the same position. Uh, but, um, man, when you go out and you make the acquisitions like what they did uh, to go out and get an A.J. Brown and go out and get a Tyreek Hill, you know, they, they want you to get better, too. You just can't stay put. Mm. And uh, I was having this conversation with Pete Jenkins who was uh, familiar with both of them. Uh, Pete, you know, <laughs> had his line camp, and, in fact, it's um, we almost near in the end. We got one more practice session this morning, and then and that ends it here. Uh, started Saturday for Louisiana line camp. And um, he works with the Dolphins. And so he was telling me, hey, listen, you know, it's it's now in the hands of Tua. he got to make it happen uh, this year uh, with Miami. They've done so many things to try to better – that offense, and they're going to run the ball better. Uh, one thing with McDaniel coming from that system with Shanahan, they're going to run the football well. So he's going to have some backing, and you can say sort of the same thing with the Eagles. They can run the football well. They may have the most underrated offensive line in pro football. they got some big guys up front that, that can push people around. And Pete worked uh, with, uh, I think, three of the five starting offensive linemen in the offseason. So uh, you can see uh, where <clears throat> everything's set up for them. Now they got to go do it. They got to go do it. For, and, and McDaniel's under pressure too. You know, all these little leaks coming from one spot and the other about how Stephen Ross wanted to hire Sean Payton. You know, and then they wanted to make this a duo with uh, Tom Brady. You know, <laughs> you sort of get the feeling – that the somebody is doing this on purpose, and it's to put Mike McDaniel on the hot seat too. That hey, um, you better perform because we've got your talent. Now you better win. Yeah, AJ Brown being in the NFC East is not awesome for me because I'm I'm pulling for Dak Prescott, and I love AJ, but he's that good, and um, that boy. What way to add a piece, Philadelphia. And hey, Mike, do you remember Vrabel's reaction? Uh, in he wasn't draft? happy, I'm going to tell you. Uh, <laughs> when A.J. Brown was announced. You no, know, you know, he wasn't happy with it because he had been told um, that he wasn't going to be traded. And then he gets dealt off. Listen, Mike Vrabel knows one thing. You can say anybody can take his place. We've watched anybody. He can't. <laughs> okay, that anybody, uh, you and you know, you got fans like that all the time. Well, he's easily replaced. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. You you might want to believe it, but it's not accurate. You know, well, it's, it's like just Drew Brees. Uh, uh, you yeah, could, well, you can say what you want about Drew, maybe not being at the tip top of his game his last three years, but still, everything else that he brought to the table for the team and pre-snap reads and checking and all that was, was his mind was still elite level. And you just don't replace that Mike D. 
Well, listen, doing sports talk, uh, and we talked about this so many times last year with Michael Thomas going down and how big of a loss that would be. And, man, listen, you had about 20 25% of fans call in and say, man, he's easily replaced. <laughs> and, you know, uh, and, you know, my thing is, man, you, you can be stuck on stupid all your life, but come on, you, you got to understand that that guy can play at a level that no one on that team could play like. No one. And you found out during the season just how it was. Now, we didn't get too many of those calls after games four and five. <laughs> we got them a lot early. Uh, but, you know, again, they got a lot of butt smoochers in this world that anything <laughs> the team does, they behind 200%. Okay? <laughs> I, got, I got you. Uh, and you can be a fan all you want, but you got to have some reality with this. And so it's the same thing now with LSU and Brian Kelly, you know, you got some fans, they stuck on that 38 mark that they played in the bowl game, 38 scholarship players. Ed didn't leave nothing left at LSU. And my thing is, okay, you the same people that have been calling and talking about all these top 10 recruiting classes, and, you know, the 38 number was for the bowl game. You can be stuck on that all your life, but they I got a lot more than that on this LSU team that Ogeron, the regime, left. How many How many coaches, you know, inherit a B.J. Ojolari or a Mason Smith or Jaquelin Roy, you know, or the three of the that three top linebackers are all guys that were here last year. Their safety crew, uh, you know, they got two starters back and, and actually a third, if you can count Todd Harris. Now, you had to redo your cornerbacks because two of them left at, early to the NFL, and two of them made business decisions. Okay, Elias Ricks, he made a business decision to go to Alabama. McLaughlin made a business decision to go to Arkansas. Uh, you got probably three linemen that will be starting for uh, or in vying for starting jobs up front, and you had to get some tackles, and, and that, that was obvious from this team. But uh, all I know is Malik Neighbors and Keyshawn Butte and uh, Jare Jenkins and Chris Hilton, all those guys were here last year, along with Jack Besh and John Emery. And, you know, and you kind of go on and on with it. Uh, that Brian's not inheriting much. They got talent on this team. Now, the, now you can question the depth. Now, if you want to question how well they were coached and did they get the maximum out of their talent, I'm with you on that. They didn't. But you got some LSU fans that were, man, that this was, the, the cupboard is completely bare, nothing left. Take a look at that roster and tell me. Uh, P. Jenkins said, man, listen, I've been on teams, uh, we've been in there three years, and we didn't have that kind of talent. We didn't have those athletes. Now, like you said, it's thin at some spots, but you just look at that front seven defensively and those receivers. And and tell me that yeah, there's there was nothing left in the cupboard. It's to write their own little script about LSU. And uh, Brian's a good coach, really good. And I think he's assembled a really good staff. But it's similar that, well, the talent, you know, you you got to redo it. Well, you've been telling me now for three years they top ten in recruiting. Now you tell me you got nothing. So something's wrong here. You know, uh, now, again, you're never going to get an argument on me that they didn't get them, they really didn't. They didn't maximize the talent that they had on this team. 
And we've had opposing coaches take tell us, man, they got athletes at LSU. It's unbelievable. Uh, you know, something's wrong. And, well, that was obvious something was wrong. And, again, I think from top to bottom, you, you sort of lost the eye of the tiger. You didn't, you didn't have the, the heart that you once had, in, certainly from 2019, to play at that level. And that all falls on Ed. Listen, he understood it as well as anyone, uh, that it, fall, it fell on him, and he was responsible. But for LSU fans to say today, well, we don't have nothing anymore, because oh, thirty-eight scholarships for the bowl game. Yeah, that was for the bowl game. You had injuries, you had academic issues, and I think you had a, a handful of guys make a decision that man, I ain't playing in this bowl game. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, it, it ain't worth it for me. And, um, and and Brian's gonna be successful this year. He's gonna have a winning season. I think he, he can win eight or nine games with this team if he gets good quarterback play. I think that's the key to LSU. So it's the same thing in the NFL. If you get good quarterback play, you in the hunt. Sure. And I think that's the thing at Miami and in Philly that they're looking at. Okay, you got the pieces now around you. Now it's up to you, Jalen. It's up to you two to win. You you two guys, you got it now. Now you got to win and be more consistent uh, throwing the football. And that's where stats are misleading about the fact that, you know, uh, and I knew what Tyreek Hill was doing. He was trying to take up for his quarterback, saying, you know, his accuracy skills are as good as Mahomes. But, you know, come on, you put yourself on a lie detector machine and you plug that sucker in, I bet Tyreek jump off when they ask him that question because he'd have blew the circuits out. Mm. I mean, he, he knows as well as anybody. But he was taking up for, he was taking up for his guy. And, I, and listen, I, I, I get it. I fully get it. He's trying to give him some confidence that he can make some plays. But it, but no one really believes that. And you can show me all the numbers you want. Numbers don't tell you the story. Uh, two is throwing those passes real short. Mahomes' throws going a lot deeper downfield. It's a tougher throw than what two is throwing. Mike Dettelier on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. He joins us on the Corona Premier Guest Line. And uh, Mike Dettelier with WWL Radio TV New Orleans. Uh, speaking of, you mentioned Michael Thomas. What are your expectations for Michael Thomas going forward, Mike? Well, he's going to have some pressure taken off uh, because of bringing in Jarvis Landry. Uh, you know, because Jarvis uh, is going to run those short and immediate routes, which he's done all his life. I've, you know, I've watched Jarvis since he was an eighth grader at Lutcher High School playing for my cousin Tim. And um, all throughout his high school career at, at LSU, he, he was he was the medium-range target because they had Odell. Come on, you could stretch your field with Odell. Um, and then you go back. And what he did with Miami and Cleveland, he's going to give you, man, some big catches over the middle. It's third and six. He's going to get you seven or eight. He's going to move the chains. And then you got the big play guy with Olave. Who's he? He's a real skilled route runner when you watch him, Bo. I mean, now he hugs the sidelines. <laughs> he's not crazy about going over the middle. But, man, <laughs> you watch him, man, in them sideline routes, he is really skilled. For a rookie. Okay, does uh, he have to 
does he have to uh, change his mindset and go over the middle to continue to be effective on the sidelines? Because that's because the NFL is so good. Well, the one thing is, uh, you look at how they used him at Ohio State. He was really a guy that sort of was a sideline right there by the hash type guy. Oh, I mean, oh this is what he, I want to ask he, you on that, Mike. He, so, he's not running those hard slants. If you're asking that, that's not what they asked him okay. to do at Ohio State. But, hell, the Saints got two guys that can do that. And Michael Thomas and Jarvis. Jarvis. Okay, well, I, I was listening to some NFL insiders over the weekend that said a lot of the league is looking for guys that are interchangeable now on the outside and in the slot. Do you agree with that? Well, Jarvis, Jarvis can, yeah, uh, you would like that, but that's that's kind of pie in the sky. Okay. Okay, Okay. Well, okay. like with Tyreek Hill, you can put him in the slot and outside, but he's running sort of the same routes, isn't he? I mean, you know, Tyreek Hill is not going over the middle on those hard slants. Now, every once in a while, they'll shoot him there, like I think the Saints will do with Olave, just to kind of throw it off a little bit. But that's not what he's going to make his bread and butter with. That's what makes A.J. such a dangerous guy, too, because he can play in the slot and also outside. But, man, you run A.J. in, in some of those hard slant routes and over the middle, Here's what becomes difficult. You run him, and if that initial tackler doesn't bring him down, then he's out in the open field. And, and he, he runs like a running back. And that's similar to Landry. Because when I look at A.J. Brown and I look at Jarvis, he's a bigger and younger version of Jarvis in a lot of ways. Uh-huh. And they, they have a lot of similarities with one another. Uh, now, A.J.'s a little bigger and a little thicker and probably a tick faster, but they have a lot of similarities in how they play the game in trying to set you up, get a shot over the middle, and Jarvis has always been known as a guy that if you don't make that tackle, he's got enough scoot in him, he's going to get downfield, and he's going to threaten you. And A.J.'s the exact same sort of player. Uh, you know, Hill's beating you on speed. I'll be honest with you, I've done this over 30 years. He's the fastest guy I've ever seen with a helmet and shoulder pads on. Now, bring him out in the track, maybe somebody beat him, but you're not bringing that track out, you know, on Sundays. You know, it, it's not the football 400-meter relay. You know, you, this is football. Tyreek Hill, <clears throat> man, you put a helmet and shoulder pads on him, and it doesn't slow him down. I've seen a lot of guys with great speed can't not play this game because those pads and that helmet and contact slows them down. That ain't the case with with Tyreek. And we saw it in a, you know against Buffalo. They threw him a little short pass. Man, all of a sudden, man, you seen the the back of his heels, and you saw Bills defenders who thought they had an angle on him. Mm. And and he, I used the term right, thought, <laughs> because he ran right past them. I mean, right past them. Uh, so um, different type guys, and yes, you would like interchangeable guys, guys that can play in the slot and outside. Now, here's the thing. Can they do the same type plays? Can they run those inside patterns? 
and can they beat you with speed over the top? So I get what probably the announcer was saying, but my big question would have been, okay, that's great and fine in theory, but in fact, can he run an inside hard route slant as good as he can run that go route up the field? Mm. And the answer is probably no, he can't. Uh, you know, he can do one of the two things better than the other. Now, I think one of the things you do with a speed receiver is every once in a while you you, you put him and you run him a, a little deeper slant. And, and so you kind of throw it off a little bit because you don't want to keep running uh, those sideline routes because then they're going to press you and use the sidelines against you, almost like another defender. But uh, today's game, you know, when they're coming out of college, uh, is is a spread offense, and it's you know it, it's tailor made for them to adapt so quickly in the NFL. That's why years ago they would say, "Oh, it'll take three years for a receiver." What? Uh, tell that to uh, to Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. <laughs> uh, t- tell them two suckers that that you know that hey, uh, it take him three years to figure it out. Now they get any better? Now Jefferson's going to be in his third year this year, and Jamar's going to be in year two. But, you know, there are receivers that get it. They just understand it so well because they've been doing this, Bo, since seven-on-seven drills before they got out of high school. Mm-hmm. It's similar. And I think with the NFL, the biggest change we've seen, and we, we had a, a meeting Friday night with a, a bunch of offensive defensive line coaches, and uh, they all sort of agreed that how quickly the NFL is adapting to the college system with the RPOs that they're putting that into their, their offense. And that's no more seven step drops. No more. It's three or five. It's one of the two. The ball's getting out of there quick. You know, it's coming out of there fast, uh, you know, to get rid of the football. So, you know, it puts a lot of pressure on the defense. That guy giving you a three step drop and then uh, hanging it out there. Uh, you know, good luck trying to get a pass rush unless it's right up the middle. And that's why I think you're seeing it more. And the, we, uh, I'm not finished with it late um, as of last year, but over the last three years, there's been a steady increase on sending extra pressure up the middle in the NFL, which is similar to the college game. Sure. College game, been doing that for a long time. Now you see the NFL copycatting it. They are copycatting that deal because – now, come on, you can't let a Josh Allen or a Mahomes or, or Brady just sit back there and throw it and just, you know, say, okay, my edge is going to get to him. Okay, figure out how quickly they're getting rid of that football in less than two seconds or a little over two seconds, and you're going to get to him with an edge pass rush? <laughs> Good luck. You're going to be watching that scoreboard click all game long is all I'm going to tell you. And I think the NFL is adopting so much of the college element in it. And uh, Pete was telling me this yesterday when he sort of studied that 3-4 defense and put it in, um, you know, when he started, I guess, more in the college game in the the 70s, how big everybody, oh, that's never going to work. And like you said, here I am 50 years later uh, giving lessons on it. (laughs) We'll leave it there. (laughs) Mike Detillier. NFL insider straight out of New Orleans on the Corona Premier guest line. Have a super week, Mike D. Thank you. Thank you, Bo. Mike D. It's always fun.
Uh, heavy, heavy NFL dive. Started with a little Tua Tonga Valoa and Jalen Hurts. And then uh, hit some A.J. Brown and Jarvis Landry, which I loved. And kind of what's going on, where we're trending, and where we're headed in the NFL today. Uh, the show is brought to you by Sound and Communications. The leader and the leading edge audio visual for churches, businesses, and sports facilities. Soundcomab.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.